And this leads us to our fifth language of love. And that is the language of the physical touch. The language of the physical touch, five. And five is 5A and 5B. 5B is obviously the act of intimacy. And that is clearly an aspect of marriage. And it is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be happy in. This is explicit in the Quran. I started with 5B by the way. Because 5A is something we don't think about. I started with 5B. 5B is the act of intimacy. The conjugal act is a very important manifestation. Now, generally speaking, again I have to be stereotypical, statistically wise, for most men, this is a very important language. And a lot of times, in most couples, across all cultures, not just Muslim culture, but across the globe, most couples, the man will complain about 5B. I don't get enough of 5B. Okay, I don't get enough of the, this language of love. But see, and of course, sometimes it's the other way that the wife is complaining, and it's true both ways, but the majority is, is, is that the men are complaining. And this is, again, across all cultures. But see, one of the reasons why is that the other four languages and language 5A is not given. So when the wife is not getting any of the four, and we're going to come to 5A, I'm waiting for it to the end, don't worry. But I'm trying to explain to you. When she is not receiving any language of love, she doesn't feel like giving the language of 5B. She doesn't feel appreciated. 5B, the language of intimacy, becomes a chore. She begins to despise it sometimes. Oh, he only comes to me when he needs me. He takes me for complete advantage. He has no clue as to the effort, the sacrifice, the love, the dedication. He only comes to me for one need of his. And it becomes a burden and a chore rather than becoming the most beautiful, the most romantic, the most intimate. Why? Because either the husband is not expressing or she is not understanding the other languages. The first four and 5a. And now we get to 5a. We understand what 5B is, that's very clear. What is 5A? This is a language that women love more than men, generally speaking, and it deals with the physical touch. The physical touch that has nothing to do with 5B. Do you understand this point? The physical touch that is not meant to get to intimacy. For most men, any touch needs to go the whole way. And this becomes burden. This becomes a chore. Can you believe, and this is a hadith in Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and other books that our mother Aisha says, the first thing the Prophet did when he entered upon us was that he would kiss us. This is an authentic hadith. Just a kiss. Guys, you can actually give a kiss and that's it. I know it's shocking to many of you, but that's it. You can stop right there. You don't have to go any more than that. A hug, just a hug, a back massage. And without going anywhere else, that's it. Just, oh, you're cooking, you must be tired. That's it. Nothing more than that. You don't expect anything more. Guess what? If you don't expect anything more, you might actually get something more. This is the point. You show the language of love and genuine love. And you appreciate. And when you do that, then she herself might open up and want to give a language that you want to hear. So 5A is just a physical touch that is meant to show that you appreciate her. Whether it's a peck on the cheek, whether it is kiss, whether it is a hug, something that is just a touch that is not necessarily sexual in nature. It's just a touch, a physical touch. And in fact, 
A survey uh, was done by this author who, who did this book, that a survey was done that the majority of men only touch their wives when they're expecting the full way. And this survey demonstrated that most women then begin to find that touch repulsive. They don't want to be touched then. That's the only reason. They start feeling used. They start feeling that, oh, you only want me for that. Therefore, a woman wants to experience love by time. So the wife usually complains that he doesn't spend time with me. And us husbands were like, we come home, you know, at 7 p.m. and we leave the house, whatever, at, you know, 8 p.m. Right there, that's 13 hours a day, multiplied by five, then on the weekend. So he is thinking clock time. But you see, when the wife is asking for time, she's not asking clock time. She is asking attention. Attention. Quality time, not quantity. You see, we only have one Saturday evening. And if you choose to go play cricket with your friends on Saturday evening, okay, what you've done is you've demonstrated to your wife that you've taken your most choicest time frame, the time frame where you're relaxed, you're calm, she's looking forward to it, let's say, and you're like, no, I'm going to go and watch the match. I'm going to go. So she feels slighted, not because of the clock time, but because of quality time. Now, I'm not saying that we all men, I understand we, I mean, especially my wife knows this, I have to do what I have to do, what not. But my point is both partners need to know one of the most important languages of love is time, quality time. And husbands and wives needs to talk frankly with one another. Yes, us men, we have our needs. We have our man cave. We want to go in and not be disturbed. We have our time with whatever news, sports, whatever we're doing. Fine, understandable. But we also need to understand our wives also want our time and they have haq over our time. So we need to schedule quality time. Husbands, when you say to your wife, we will spend this time together, this means the television has to be off. It means the remote has to be away from your hand. I know that's very difficult to let go, especially as the wife is talking. And the, no, that's not quality time. It means the magazine has to be shut and you have to pay attention, spend actual time. And our Prophet ﷺ would spend quality time with his wives every single day and week. Aisha says that even though the general rule he told the Sahaba that uh, try to go to sleep after Isha. In those days, they would sleep after Isha, pray the Hajj, wake up for Fajr. Aisha says that the Prophet would speak to me after Isha, meaning at nighttime when everybody else is asleep, he would speak to me until late night. And we all know the famous incident in Sahih Bukhari as well, that our Prophet he famously once told the Sahaba, they were going on a caravan, that he told the Sahaba, you guys go forward and leave me with Aisha. And he then raced her in the desert. He raced her. And the first time, who beat whom? Aisha radiallahu anha beat the Prophet Then a few months or a few years later, the same thing happened and he beat her. And then he said, this one makes up for the first one. This is what we call quality time. Literally, he got rid of every other engagement. Literally. This is what we call, when we talk about time, he told the Sahaba, leave me, give me some time with Aisha. How do you think our mother Aisha felt? How do you think in public, he is giving this time, he's gonna race. And by the way, doing a race, 
You think you are serious and important? You think it's demeaning for you to play with your wife and children? A'udhu Billah, A'udhu Billah. Our Prophet and he is Rasulullah, the one whom Allah sent the Qur'an down on. And he is playing a race with his...